Hey, welcome to the She-Wolf Mentality Podcast. It is your host and head coach, Isaiah Bowick. I hope everybody is having the best day of their life. Again, I'm super excited for this podcast because today I'm going to be d- diving into how to measure um, progress, training progress in the gym. Um, I want to today talk specifically um, to those out there that are more into the beginner, intermediate um, state of mind. Um, I know as I was starting this podcast, if you are someone in more of that advanced lifting and you want to have a deep in-depth topic, again, I can talk about hypertrophy, training, strength training all day long because I love it. It's my passion. Um, but today I really wanted to dive into some um, specific things on how to measure your training, how to measure training progress, um, how you can go from you know okay lifting to advanced lifting, how you can go from, you know, slow progressions to even faster progressions and just being able to stimulate the muscular growth that you want. Um, I think one of the most cool, one of the most easiest ways to measure progress um, outside of the scale, um, you know, you know, tracking food, all that stuff with numbers is being able to see uh, progress actually in the gym, you know, and that's, it's, you know, when that comes into play, it comes into measuring out your, you know, how are you increasing weight? How are you increasing reps? Um, are you resting less? Depends on the m- movement there, but you're, you're being able to take a logbook, start from week one, go into week four, week five, week six, go into a deload, and reset and actually see that progress because sometimes, right. I've talked about it all the time. Um, sometimes the scale isn't always going to move, right? Sometimes the scale is going to stay stagnant. It's not going to move much. However, your training progressions in the gym are going to continue to improve. Um, you're going to find yourself, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this in a second here. When you first start in your training, how you can really increase load very quickly everything is new, your body's sensitive to the training stimulus. You can go from, you know, 15, 20 pound dumbbells to 50, 60, 70 pound dumbbells within four to six weeks. And then eventually it gets to a point where you're only adding two and a half pounds to the bar. There there comes a point where you can only add one or two reps. And I'm going to talk about how that is when you're really in the grind and you're really seeing really good progressions. But I want to first dive into measuring progress. How are we measuring progress? Now, I'm not going to talk like in depth about like a certain training program because everybody's different. Everybody has different goals, but I want to talk to the person right now that wants to build lean muscle. The individual that wants to put on lean muscle, you want to see um, tone legs, you want to see definition in your back. Um, And one of the biggest things when it comes to measuring progress, we have several different ways to do it. As a coach for me, how I measure progress is number one um, in progressive overload is weight, weight on the bar. How are you increasing your weight? Now, there are a couple techniques I want to talk about because lots of times when you, when I say like you need to increase weight or if you're watching someone on social media, they'll talk about like you need to increase load on the bar. Okay. However, right There comes a point, there comes a day where you're going to hit a wall. You can't add five pounds to the bar. There comes a day where you can't add five pounds to a dumbbell. It just takes a lot longer to do it. 
And when it comes to progressive overload, so progressing, having mechanical tension on the muscle, finding yourself actually slowly making progressions, one thing that I always suggest for new lifters and even intermediate lifters is that number one, before you focus on the load, you're always focusing on skill acquisition, okay? It's very easy to get caught up in numbers when it comes to like barbell hip thrusts, dumbbell squats, barbell squats, barbell bench press. You you want to increase load. You, you're, you're chasing the number. One week you're at 200. You know, next week for deadlifts, you want to go 225, 235, 245. However, there's a, a big amount of space that um, there's no skill there yet. And I know if you're listening to this podcast, you can't see my my fingers. But for those that are on the Instagram live right now, this is your load. This is skill. Now, if you keep increasing load and it keeps going up, but your skill is, you know, below it, what's going to happen, right? You're going to have muscular imbalances. You're going to injure yourself. You're not going to get full activation of those muscle fibers. And that's why it's really important that when you're measuring progress, that you're always keeping in mind that I have to make sure one of the things that I need to do before I increase my load is I have the proper skill accusation. Now, how do you do that? Well, I I typically suggest that you go into a skill accumulation phase anywhere from four to eight weeks. Again, this is really dependent on people's levels, you know, especially for beginners, you might be in a skill acquisition phase for 12 weeks. If you're intermediate and you've been just doing poor form for many years, like I've been in the gym training for nine years, but I see people that have been training for four, five, six years, and they still have bad form and they're trying to increase load. And they are, they're, they're increasing load. Unfortunately, they still have really bad form. And again, I'm not going to dive into different form techniques today because this is a podcast. However, I want you to get a mindset that before you're focusing on increasing and measuring progress um, with uh, with load, that you're focused on building skill accusation. So I'm going to tell you, you building skill accusation and getting really good at the basic fundamentals of bracing your core understanding how to activate certain muscle fibers, um, you know, lats, upper back, lumbar spine, bracing your abs. That's all going to carry into your next big thing, which is what I was saying, measuring progress by increasing your load. Now, when it comes to increasing your load, there's um there's a few things that you can do in terms of measuring things. But one of the most important ways that I love to measure load and really slowly make progressions is by two and a half to five pound increments. Okay. Um, I think something that I see a lot of people do is they're, they're in a rush to add load. Like they're constantly trying to add 20, 30, 40 pounds every single week. Now I'm going to talk about reps and reserve for a second. Cause sometimes the reason why people can add weight so fast is just because they're not, they weren't training hard enough the week before, um, or they had an injury, or they just don't know that they're training correctly. Um, I always question that if somebody's jumping 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds every week, I typically like to zoom out and go, were you actually training in the correct reps and reserve, which I'm going to talk about here in a moment. 
Um, but two and a half to five pounds, that is a really good, nice and slow way to increase progressive overload by adding load. So a, a good example would be, for an example, let's talk about your barbell squat. Pretend on a scale one through 10, nine out of 10, your form is perfect. Okay. Now, if form is perfect, like nine out of 10, and you're finding yourself slowly making good progressions, um, and your goal is three sets of 10, and you are going into your third week, and the goal is to add maybe two and a half pounds to your first set, and you do it. Perfect. That is a good rep progression. Now, lots of times people ask me, how do I know if I can go into that next add, you know, do I add two and a half next week? Do I add five pounds next week? What do I do? And it really depends on your rep range. If you're somebody trying to train in the eight to 10 rep range um, and your RIR is between two to three for a back squat, again, I won't dive into this too much, but you don't want to train to failure with a back squat because it's just not safe. You don't want that bar falling on your back. You want to keep a couple reps in the tank for compound lifts, like deadlifts and squats. But if you're able to get all three sets with perfect form at 10 reps, the following week, try to add two and a half pounds and stay within eight to 10. And really that's it. Um, Something that you can always keep in mind, this is dependent, but if the high end of the rep range is 12 reps, okay, so say 12 reps, so three sets of 12 for squats, and you're able to complete all three sets at 12, Next week, add two and a half pounds and keep working your way up until, and when I say work your way up, I'm talking about working your weight up um, and keep that rep range between 10 to 12. Again, there's different rep schemes, right? Hypertrophy ranges anywhere from six reps, five or six reps, all the way up to 30, right? And so you have this really big gap, but being able to take slow increments of adding two and a half to five pounds every week. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get leaner. You're going to take it slow because you're not adding all of this crazy amounts of weight. And then you're going to be able to really monitor your progressions because just think if you're able to add two and a half pounds and do that in four weeks, that's two and a half, five, five, you know, that's going all the way up to you're pushing eight to 10. If you keep going 12 to 15 from 12 to 15, 15 to 20 pounds in you know, a six-month span, you're going to have more strength. You're going to be a lot leaner. You're going to be a lot stronger, and you're not going to be um, pushing yourself up against the wall. I see this a lot where people put way too much weight on the bar, and they end up overreaching, injuring themselves, and having torn ligaments. They're sore all the time. Um, I, I don't say, I wouldn't say it's necessarily overtraining, but they're overreaching and they're not recovering properly. Okay. So to close that section up, I suggest trying to focus on adding two and a half to five pounds. Again, everybody's rep ranges are different, but for an example, if your goal is eight to 10 reps on a back squat or eight to 10 reps on a barbell bench press. Once you can do all three sets at 10 reps with nine out of 10 form, then you would add two and a half pounds um, to that next set. Okay. Now, next thing I want to talk about. The next thing I want to talk about is um, increasing reps. Okay. Now, this is something, first things first, let's talk about with beginners. Increasing reps 
is extremely important because what you're going to do, you're going to really increase uh, form, skill accusation, muscle contraction, all of that. I love having phases where you're doing that for four, five, six, seven, eight weeks plus of just focusing on increasing form. Because when you increase form and or reps, like you're increasing your reps and you're just getting better at your reps, as your reps are increasing, your form is going to get better and better and better. So I want to talk about and an example here. Um, let's talk about um, barbell hip thrust for an example. So really focusing on activating the glutes. Say the goal is 10 reps on week one, 10 reps. But by week four, week five, the goal is to increase that from 10 reps to around 15 uh, to 20. So that's that's quite a bit. Now, when it comes to building muscle, we need mechanical tension. We need load on the bar. However, with load on the bar comes, you know, sometimes we can't put load on the bar. We need to increase by reps. And so with reps, when it comes to increasing that with a, for an example, barbell hip thrust, how this would be a great demonstration is if you're able to do all three, say all three sets of 10 at 200 pounds. Okay. Now at 200 pounds, I don't want you to increase any more with load. That's not the focus this month. We're going to wave rep and that's us taking that rep, rep wave. Think of a big giant ocean wave. We're taking the rep and we're bringing that really high, increasing reps, volume, volume, volume. And the goal is to take the 10 reps and hopefully by week four, week five, as long as it takes to be able to get to 20 reps. Now, what is this going to do? You're going to obviously increase volume, which is a way of increasing muscular growth. Okay, we want volume. It is going to improve your form, foundation, skill output, um, and it's going to set you up for success. If you're able to do 200 pounds on a hip thrust for 20 reps, and then you reset and you go down to six and say the next mesocycle, now the goal is anywhere from five to seven reps. Um, you're going to have a lot more activation, skill accusation, and you're going to be able to do those five to seven reps perfectly because you've taken the time to slowly increase volume and improve form for maybe four to six weeks. And that's another ex excellent way, excellent way to measure training progressions. Okay. Now, another way we can really measure progressions, um, is, um, there's a few, but one of the ones that I really like is measuring your recovery, okay? Now, when it comes to measuring your progressions, right, we have adding load, adding reps, um, adding sets. I'm not going to talk about adding sets, but, you know, going from two sets to three sets, three sets to four sets, um, you know, there's intensity techniques, which I'm not going to talk about that could help measure progress like drop sets and rest pause sets. I'm not going to talk about that today. But I like to measure my progressions through um, how I'm recovering every week. Now, when it comes to recovery, I always like to like measure it on a scale one through 10, 10 being super sore, one not being really sore at all. And when it comes to like new training stimulus, like when you first start a new training program, like doing legs, sometimes your soreness is going to be really, really high, like eight out of 10, nine out of 10. However, as you're slowly progressing every single week, that muscle damage is going to be there, but that muscular soreness should actually improve. And ideally for soreness, 
I say you should be around like a four out of five. Like it's okay to be a little tender and sore. However, you want to be able to become resilient to that training stimulus and that load as you're progressing every week. So you're well recovered. You're not shooting your CNS system in the foot and you're coming the next week still PRing without coming in the gym feeling really sore. And now muscular soreness, there's a, there's a nutrition piece to this, you know, with high protein diet, making sure you got your sleep, making sure cortisol levels are low. Um, but I always get super excited that as I'm progressing every single week, that my, my recovery is getting better and better and better because I'm, I'm becoming more adjusted and more equipped with that current training stimulus of volume and load in my frequency. And again, like I said, nutrition plays a huge role as well. Uh, it does play a very big role because if your nutrition is really poor, your, your recovery is going to be really poor, but say your nutrition is really, really good. And you started by week one, your recovery is good. You're training super hard. You feel super, super good. And by week five, week six, you can kind of zoom out and go like, this is a great training progression. Like when I first started this mezzo, I was pretty sore because it was a really new stimulus, but I've been able to adapt to it. And as I've adapted, you know, my soreness is good, but it's manageable and I'm able to keep progressing up. I think that's a great way to measure progress. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about really quickly is just RIR. I know I've talked about it before. But again, excuse me, RIR is just means reps in reserve. How many reps do you have before mechanical failure? And again, those demonstrations that I talked about, the 8 to 10, 10 to 12, you know, going from 10 reps to 20 reps in a, in a mesocycle, a monthly cycle or beyond, you should for your recorded top sets between be between an RIR of 0 to 2. What that means is 0 means no more reps in the tank, 2 means having 2 in the tank. And to make things simple for this podcast, when it comes to top sets, your last set, your last set should be pretty much to failure. Um, you should be getting pretty much right to failure and not leaving five, six, seven reps in the tank. And again, going back to measuring progressions, our progress and recovery, you know, if you're doing two top sets and an RIR of one, and then your last set is an RIR of zero, and your soreness is there really say pretty bad the first week, but then each week it's improving. That's a great way to measure progress. Like, Hey, it's improving. I'm becoming more resilient to this train stimulus. So again, I know that was quite a bit of information, but I wanted to dive in, open up your insights of, ah, this totally makes sense when it comes to training progressions. And so if you're in the gym and you're just like thinking about the scale, 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 think about reps being increased. Think about load being increased. Think about your recovery, improving all of those things to measure every day one day at a time. Okay. Again, thank you so much. Um, if you found value in this podcast today, please screen share, it. share it to your favorite Instagram page, Facebook, take me in it at Isaiah Bowick. Have the best day of your life and we'll talk soon.